There's just a cigarette sticking out of the helmet. You right? I got too excited. And Cam- Cameron cr- cracked his head on the couch. We're gonna need a big show. We're gonna need a bigger, 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 bigger. We're gonna need a big show. We're gonna need a bigger show with Mike. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another bigger show, News Roundup! One day I'll figure out something irritating to say after news, like I did with the echoing of the episode. Bunch of news, news, You can just get the radio sound effects. It's like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, there's that too. People aren't supposed to know you're here yet. Oh, shit. Well, that was obnoxious. <laughs> Illusion. Illusion ruined. Uh, today. Today is a special day, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, as always, I am joined by... Jeremy Charles. And today, joining us for our news episode... I don't know. When was the last episode you were on? Uh, it was the Nightmare Retrospective. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it hasn't been that terribly long. Mm-hmm. October, uh, so. You are... You are... Matt Miles. Matt Miles. Matt, general audience Miles. <laughs> you two represent the general audience. That's mm-hmm. that's what we've established. Yeah. Um, perfect. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Not like you had a lot going on. <laughs> you know? So that's good. Uh, let's kick it off. Yeah. Number one. Did you see Meet the Millers or We Are the Millers? Jason Sudeikis. Yes, I saw that in a double feature with Elysium in the drive-in theater. <laughs> <laughs> what a combo, right? What a couple of turds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, did you see... Have we not. Have... Okay. I thought they were bo- they're were. they both mediocre movies. At best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid that's in We Are the Millers was just cast as Pennywise the Clown. Yeah. Oh, that's that dude. I yeah. saw the kid. I just didn't know what he was from. Yeah. That. That he has been cast as Pennywise the Clown. In you the, know where I know him from. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. The third one? Yeah, See, the third one. But do you know where I know him from before We Are the Millers? No. There's a movie called Son of Rambo that's <laughs> awesome. It's about it this kid awesome. it's about this kid who uh like is shooting a sequel. He gets an old VHS camera and he the kid the like the bully is the kid shooting the movie and that's the kid from We Are the Millers. Uh-huh. Will Poulter. Uh, we should probably <laughs> call him by his name. Yeah, this, yeah. Name kid. his name. Uh, but they, yeah, like they shoot this this Rambo sequel, mm. and it's awesome. It's R A M B O W, but it's a great movie. It it's great. it's really really great. Yeah, I love it. Um, but yeah, so that's where I knew him from originally. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this one though. The Pennywise, yeah, You're not sure about the casting, yeah. Um, I don't know, like what I saw, he like it moves the picture they chose, but he looks kind of creepy. Like I guess I could see, sure. I, I think maybe I see where they're going with it. So there's a few things. All right, so it's going to be a two part movie, which I I approve of. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a two part uh, book, right? Um, and one part is them as kids, yeah. one part is them as adults. I guess that would probably mean that they're going to cut out some of the Pennywise chuff, like from when he like. From back in the day, like from when he was around in the 1800s oh, yeah. and the early 1900s. Oh, all the flashbacks. Pennywise yeah. Chef. Pennywise Chef. That's when he made. I did play bass for Pennywise Chef. Yes. Um, but it now takes place in the 80s, which I am not crazy about. Wait, the- only if there's all sideways ponytails and the entire soundtrack is like, <laughs> like just like look how 80s it is. <laughs> Pennywise is just neon. He yeah, just glows yeah. neon. Yeah, they've they've updated it so when the kids like it's 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 super modern and the kids grew up in the eighties. So when they're uh, adults, it's modern day. Yeah, 
Um, it's it seems like the like the fifties vibe was kind of a pretty like strong pretty part. important right to well, the story. Like, the, the kind of like greaser bully, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I guess now it's just like punk 80s bully, tough like guy. That that yeah, it, <laughs> like in the opening the in uh not the opening scene but the uh, Donnie Darko. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. I I, I feel like the era. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I was like fourteen or something. Yeah, I, I rewatched it recently, and I remember as a kid it being really scary. And I rewatched it recently, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's not a great movie." No, no, I <laughs> yeah. still have like I have it. I mean, there's parts of it that I think still really work. Yeah, one of them obviously being Tim Curry as Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the giant fucking stop motion yeah, spider was, at the end. I was about end. to say, where everybody agrees this movie falls apart is the, the end. last act of the final chapter, yeah. It where just, everybody uh, agrees Stephen King just isn't great at endings. Right. No, because, I mean, it's the same. That's the thing, is, like, I remember, I didn't read it at first growing up. I mean, obviously, I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Then I read it in my teens. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, I wonder what the ending's gonna be. And it's still a giant fucking space spider. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they go to, like, space, and there's, like, the space turtle and the space spider, and it just gets yeah, off. Yeah, turtles off all the, the way down, man. The like, yeah, it gets it gets fucking weird. Yeah. Like, they're in a smoke shack, and, and yeah. they yeah, <laughs> there's a weird... And then they all run a train on Beverly. Yeah, and, and that part. Yeah. It's just hard to talk about the ending of that You don't know about that, do you? No. Yeah, the ki- like, the kids, when they go down into the sewer for the first time in the book, in order to, like, lose their innocence... They fuck Bev. In all, the, of them. all of them, and they, they talk. They, they explain it. It's not like tasteful cutaway, and they like talk about what we just did. They like there's a scene in the book that they that where each one it describes each one of them. Yeah, okay. It's incredibly bizarre. Yeah, I'm surprised you can get more shit for that. <laughs> I mean, you can put anything in a book, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that, isn't Cameron that, Childs. It, isn't, first quote on the first T-shirt. You can put anything in a book. That, that's Cameron a saying, Childs. though, right? Like you can, you can, no, you can do this. No, 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 that. no, not that. It's way more eloquent than what I just. But it's something Explain like you, you can, you can. Commit manslaughter in a movie, but you can commit murder in a book. Something like that. Oh, I don't know about that. I've, okay, but I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I think yes. I do think they're going to admit that from the movie. Hopefully, okay. dear God, I hope so. Um, the original quote's actually just "Who reads?" <laughs> Put it on screen. Yeah, really. Like. Um, Orson Welles. Um, so, uh, crisp crumb coating. Crisp crumb coating. Uh, then became Alan Rickman for some yes. reason. Oh, anyway, well. uh, yeah, I don't know about this kid as Pennywise, but I don't know about a lot about this movie. So. I don't I mean, know. We can all agree that the the original is is the least unassailable. You know. Yeah. It's not great. Even yeah. No, you're Curry. right. You're right. I mean, I don't know. I think everything with the kids in the in the original movie is really good. Yeah. I think when they get to the adult stuff, it just starts to fall apart. I remember Ooh. a dude with a beard. John Ritter. Yeah. Oh. With a beard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was John Ritter. There's yeah. a lot of dead people in that movie. Yeah. The kid who plays, yeah, the kid who played uh, uh, Bill Bill as a kid. Oh, really? Jonathan Brandis, he passed away, yeah. John um, Ritter. Yeah. Movie that, full of dead people. It's, for, for such a, like, not particularly great movie, it's weird how many people seem to have strong memories of yeah. being scared of that movie. And I think yeah. it's because yeah. it was made for TV, and it was a little scarier than most things that were made, made for, for TV. TV yeah, at sure. That time. And, I mean... You, I mean, the staying power of Tim Curry. Yeah, really. Like to this day, that was made mm-hmm. in the 1990, 1991. Yeah, 91, that is I think. still 
he still is like one of the most terrifying villains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, to just for Will Poulter to even have to live up to that is hard, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm willing to give him a shot, you know. Obviously, I mean, I don't really mm-hmm. have a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm no, no, Will Poulter, you <laughs> okay, won't do this. Mike, we won't make it. <laughs> yeah, uh, like most of the shit on this show, it's like yeah. us talking about shit we have no control over at yeah. all. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm done doing this podcast. <laughs> I just had a fucking moment of clarity. Yeah, Shut yeah. it down. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want I want the best though for this because it's it's one of those things. This could be the definitive version of it you know like mm-hmm. for such a scary for such a scary book it seems like they really could make a good movie of it so Absolutely. maybe this will be that and it's going to be rated r right so that's important you know a two-part rated r stephen king's adaptation i mean that's that's pretty important yeah yeah uh so what else you want you want to talk about human centipede let's talk about human centipede i i mean i don't know what to say i know the concept Asked and I mouth. know the movies exist. <laughs> just ass to mouth for days. I uh, I hated the first movie. Yeah, it was bad. I positively loathe the second movie. I mean, I positively loathe. Positively loathe <laughs> the second film. <laughs> all right, Alan Rickman all the time. <laughs> Today it was announced that a third movie. Or the trailer for the third movie a has come out. Movie. A third movie uh, has come out. We're gonna take a break and watch that, and then we can come back. Do we have to? We do. Okay. Now. What is this? The unthinkable has become all too real. Hey, cockroaches! Did you like these films? The final chapter. It looks medically accurate. To the most notorious movie franchise ever made. You insane freaks who get the death penalty. (laughs) Fuck human centipede. Wow. That just seems like a joke. This time we're going to do it in a prison. uh, (laughs) That was was the entire... It really was. Like, that's all there was Meta, meta. Yeah, meta meta. There's nothing to build on except, hey, this has been done in movies, so now hey, what? And they wink wink, the director's in it. Wink wink, the guys from the first two movies are in it. Wink wink, it's Devo's like, in it. That was Devo's Devo. No, yes. I love that guy. That, that hurts. Tiny Lister. Yeah, should have done a long time ago. That guy. Yeah, he was the president. Yeah. Yep. Heartbreaking. I'm just really mad right now. That guy got money to make that movie, guys. What a piece of shit. Yeah, it, it seems... It, it's <laughs> He'll more, pay. <clears throat> yeah. He'll pay, Mike. <laughs> He'll get his. <laughs> oh, we, we brought the guy who made the films in to make a human centipede with 300 people. You get it? <laughs> it just... It really played like an SNL skit. Yeah. Like it, making it fun looks, of... It looks like an SNL like, video sketch. Yeah. There's also like that that part. It's like the most shoehorned thing when they're like, "We need to make a human centipede." <laughs> it's like, right, cool. So just to like let you know, like that's like some justification for doing this or something. Yeah. Well, they're so violent. What else are you going to do? <laughs> that's the only recourse. Ugh, that's oh. just disgusting. I hate it. I really hate it. <laughs> Not the concept isn't disgusting. It's stupid. the The fact that it's being made is disgusting. Yes. The fact they're now making a third one is more disgusting than having your mouth sewn to anyone's ass. Right. Uh, 
I would ra- I I would have my mouth sewn to a hundred asses before I would ever see this fucking movie simultaneously. Like your simultaneously, one hundred asses. Like have like a tube, a funnel, a, a funnel. funnel. Mike, we can make this. We happen. can make this happen. Yes, we you have can the technology. Make me. What would that? What do you mean? That'd be anymore. What would that be? Human funnel poop. Thing. <laughs> Human funnel poop. <laughs> Anyway, you can do anything in books. Uh, <laughs> fuck books. <laughs> Wasn't it Orson Welles who said fuck books? <laughs> wow. Well, fuck Tom Six and his stupid fucking movie. I'm going to tweet at him and make sure that he hears this. <laughs> I need Tom Six to know that I think he's fucking clown shoes. Like, fuck yeah, him. I was about to say clown shoes. Uh, Oh, fuck that guy so much. Can we take another break to take to Twitter? <laughs> right. right now. Yeah. Twitter break. Uh, palette cleanser. Tom Hardy. We all like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Mad like Max. Mm-hmm. Bane. He said he wanted to play somebody. He wants to play the Punisher. Yeah. I am 100% on board with I that. I it. Yeah. I haven't even heard this. Yeah, it came out today and said that he wants to play the Punisher. Is there... Like, is there a movie lined up and he's like, I want that role? Or is he just like, hey, somebody make a movie because I'm ready to be the Punisher? He could kind of fit into Civil War if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, is there going to come a time where there's no actor that isn't employed by Marvel? No, because Martin Freeman was also just cast in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, they haven't announced his role yet, but I hope it's like somebody... Robert E. Lee. Plot twist. <laughs> it's an actual Civil War. It's Marvel Presents Ken Burns Civil War. <laughs> this summer, da 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 da. A camera moves slowly over a photograph. Dearest Helen. <laughs> Dearest Wolverine. <laughs> these many months fighting the Ultron scum. <laughs> Have left me weary <laughs> and well, without rest. I'm kind of hope, like wishing this were a thing now. Like, I, I would watch this. Recompensely yours, Rogue. <laughs> oh shit! Perfect. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy as Punisher seems to make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Martin Freeman as whoever is fine. Yeah, I like Martin Freeman and uh, Mark Benedict and Freeman. Mark and Freeman. <laughs> I like Mark and Freeman. Yes. Um, also, Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch, so, you know. I thought, wh- who else? Somebody was supposed to be Doctor Strange. In Ethan Hawke, maybe? I, it seems like, I, I don't know. Maybe. Who do you want to say it was? I don't know. Maybe, I thought, I heard that Ethan, that, uh, sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't going to get it or something. Oh, no, he got it. Okay, so that's for real. I've been banging that drum for years. Okay. Like <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Feels like they missed a window with Vincent Price. <laughs> Vincent <laughs> yeah. It's your old pal Vincent Price. <laughs> I'm strange. <laughs> uh, speaking of Vincent Price, though, we found this out today. It was announced that M- Malcolm McDowell is going to play Dr. Fibes in a new Dr. Fibes movie called Forever Fibes. <laughs> the new fragrance by Dr. Fibes. <laughs> I want to make the commercial for this cologne yeah, so bad. Dr. Fibes, yeah, Forever Fibes. Forever Fibes? Like, I'm, 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 I hope, I f- I hope it's Fibes good. Forever makes more sense. It is. It kind of calls back Batman Forever, though, and like, who wants to be reminded of that Damn. <laughs> when you're going to see <laughs> Um, I don't think it'll be a theatrical movie. It can't be. It can't be. Malcolm McDowell in a in a... Sequel to a 50-year-old movie? 
I don't know about Malcolm McDowell in anything, to be honest. I'll you shut up. Well, this is mostly just coming from the Halloween. Oh yeah, but that's where he just started to slum. (laughs) Like every part he took after that was just kind of like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I mean, maybe they have similar personalities, like our similar mannerisms. He has them to Loomis, but really, he just was Malcolm McDowell. Now you know what? Fuck Malcolm McDowell. (laughs) Just a minute ago, it's like you take that back, and like five, like five seconds later, fuck Malcolm McDowell. No, because what has he Halloween done? Movies. What has he done? He did Clockwork Orange. Um, that's what I, the other big one. Shit. Yeah. Come on, I, there is. There's a, like. Oh, is there? He has another There's another Criterion role. movie he was in. Uh, oh, cut people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing. Uh, he's in Halloween too. Oh, I know what it was. Tank Girl. Oh yeah, right. That's it. That, tank Girl. Is that really what you're thinking? Nineties no. classic Tank Girl. <laughs> um, I like Malcolm McDowell a whole lot, but <clears throat> fuck having any like reverence for him. He was in Clockwork Orange. He was in Heroes. <laughs> He's undone whatever he did then. So. Yeah, yeah, with as soon as he signed up for Halloween too, he oh, yeah. undid all of the goodwill I had for him. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be direct to video, but. I'm for him as Dr. Fives. I guess that makes a little more sense. Yeah, It's a cool idea. I, I mean, I guess that's original. But it's they just... need to play it straight. They don't need to camp it up and, you know, right. like, make it a really, like, you know, a, a, I like, I've always loved the concept of Dr. Fives. Mm. I always thought it would make a good remake as, like, a straight gothic horror movie. Yeah. And get Del Toro to do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. Just that and change Del, the title. Del Toro's Dr. Fives. Mm-hmm. Woo! Forever. No. Oh. No. Uh, I was trying to think of a, a, for a, that, a catchy hashtag. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fives lives. Yeah. Right there. there much better. Hashtag five lives. Forever fives. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I'm for Tom Hardy as the Punisher. We kind of went off on a tangent. That's okay. But I like Tom Hardy as the Punisher. I think, yeah. Well, I think it would be kind of cool if they did a, a Netflix series. Oh, like because, yeah, yeah. 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 That would be like cool. Punisher as in, like, a really fucking gritty Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Tom Hardy would do that. If they were like, yeah, you could play him, but you have to do a series and pop up, like, in Civil War, fuck yeah. 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 Tom Hardy, in, in roles as well mm-hmm. as in person, just has that badass vibe in a way that very few actors have had in, like, the last ten years. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, and it's, it's not just, like, in movies that he's huge. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it just tends to be an all-around... Yeah, it's like his personality or something. Like, even in the interviews, you're just like, that guy's such a badass. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. Right. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, other news. It was announced this week that a new Indiana Jones film is top priority at Lucasfilms. And that it's in early development. Dreams do come true. I mean, kind of. That's... Yeah. That was sarcasm? Oh, yeah, completely. Okay, but I do want to say that I feel like it works if it's not Harrison Ford anymore. Yeah. Like, it's time to reboot. That's true. And I do feel like it is a franchise that, while I love the original three films, uh, I feel like it's a franchise that could totally work with somebody else as a yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Mainly Chris Pratt. Well, mm-hmm. Could see it. Well, there was, um, like, Jared Padalecki. Stop it with your love <laughs> affair for Jared Padalecki. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. What were you gonna say? Uh, well, we with the multitude of problems that made up Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> One of them was it was just weird seeing him this much older and still with the hat and the whip and like he he looks exactly <laughs> the same. Like he just wears this. He's worn this the past forty years. But again, you can't really have an Indiana Jones movie without that. Right, so yeah. th- that really makes it 
ne- necessary for someone else to pick up the mantle because they yeah. could go back kind of back to the basics with a different actor. Yeah. Uh, there was talk at one time that they were going to do uh, Indiana Jones and the Call of Cthulhu. What? <laughs> Come on. A Lovecraft Indiana Jones movie? Uh, this sounds crazy enough to work. I would I would watch that. that I'd buy that ticket today. Sounds like this, a comic series from Image or something. Right, like yeah. Kind of thing. <clears throat> it doesn't work without Nazis, though. So Okay, then put Nazis yeah, in Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. you got to put Nazis in there. Deep One Corrupted Nazis. Yes. Fish Nazis. Fishmen Nazis. <laughs> they come from the sea. Uh what else could he go after? I mean I like I like the idea of some sort of like creature Lovecraftian type thing. Um, I want him to it needs to be an underwater adventure and I want Indy in one of those like old school um big daddy type diving suit with the tube going up like, to the surface. Just yeah. Moving slowly. I don't know what this is going to tie into. Indiana Jones in the Search for Atlantis. Yes. Easy, it writes itself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fishmen with tridents coming after him. Oh my god. Nazis, of course. <laughs> Versus the mer Nazis. <laughs> the where Nazis. Oh man, we are the greatest think tank ever. Yep. Well, Where where's our money? Originally they were before Crystal Skull, weren't they gonna do a haunted castle movie? Like George Lucas wanted to do a haunted like Indiana Jones and a haunted castle, but Stephen Spielberg. Indiana just, Jones and the haunted and, and castle. And the, I, and I, scary, scary castle. Indiana Jones and the slightly off-putting castle. <laughs> but Spielberg had just done Poltergeist, and he was like, "I don't want to do another um, get out of my ghost face. movie." So, yeah. Indiana hmm. Jones and the creepy bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> the startling loft. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the duplex of doom. <laughs> the spooky townhouse. <laughs> oh shit. Perfect. Anyway, uh yeah, I'm for Chris Pratt. I'm not so much for Harrison Ford just needs to go home and take a nap. <laughs> like he just needs to He's had a good run. Yeah, you you're you're a hero now just yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you can let him be in the movie, but as an old dude, that's that's different. You know, like Han Solo, I get the feeling it's going to be like, it's Han Solo, but yeah, he's old, so he doesn't punch people all the time. Whereas, <laughs> right, we're whereas Indiana Jones. the Crystal Skull thing, I just remember seeing it, and it was like, clearly stunt guys. Yeah. You know, always wide angles for the fight scenes and stuff. And when he cool. swings through the window at the beginning of the, like, when he swings backwards. into the Jeep. Yeah, backwards yeah. into the Jeep window, I was just like, that's not indie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not against having him in movies, but he needs to be old, an old man now. Yeah. Right. But that's hard because Indiana Jones is an action hero. That's what I'm saying. Like, Unless they did it. No. He's just he, a teacher now. Like, it's just him, like, teaching the college. Indiana Jones and Archaeology 1020. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an hour and a half archaeology lesson. Um, and, like, un- unenthused freshman. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched that though. I'd, <laughs> I'd see it. I'd see it. Uh, it'd still be better than Crystal Skull. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this one. Uh, in other Lucas kind of news, um, they announced the second standalone or anthology Star Wars movie. It's going to be all about Boba Fett. Boo Boo Fett? Okay. Not IG88, as I had hoped. <laughs> all right. How cool. Would like a dirty dozen movie with the the fucking bounty hunters being. Yes, it, Boba Fett could be in it, but like have you know he survives the Sarlacc pit. 
mm-hmm. because that's they just announced that mm-hmm. that he survived the Sarlacc pit, and then have them you know him trying to get back in the swing of things. <laughs> Boba gets his groove back. <laughs> How Boba got his groove back? Yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm what I'm worried about with this movie is it's going to be difficult to have Boba Fett as the as the protagonist. Like, right. for example, like he he works better as some kind of antagonist. Like, if you like like what like look at Dark Knight. Really, the Joker was kind of the star of that movie. I think like, everyone would agree with that. Yeah. But it, the movie wasn't with him. Like It was like people reacting to him. So he right. never really became personified or too humanized. I mean, not personified. Right. But So I'm afraid they're going to kind of ruin the character by having him... Like, I don't know. I have mean, a I've, lot of dialogue. Yeah. Can you which imagine? We don't, like no one cares. Of, I feel like it works as, a, as like an anti-hero. Uh, but he has to be... like The mission... He still has to be a bounty hunter. You right. know what I mean? Like he can't. He can't be too he much can't, like guy. have a cool kid sidekick or some shit like that. I mean, short round. Oh, here's what I'm. Here's what I'm. Here's my <laughs> Mr. Nightmare. Fat. Mr. Fat. <laughs> here's what I'm imagining right now. Fifty dollar bill. Cloud City night. It was a dark one. Rain came down sideways. Boba Fett. Even though we were above the clouds, <laughs> she came in a cold look in her eyes. Like just Boba really, Fett becomes bogey for some reason. Yeah, movie? yeah. Like just a, a film noir, but with Boba Fett like oh, looking God, out of that's range the worst. windows. <laughs> oh, why would you do that? I don't know. There's it's... just a cigarette sticking out of the helmet. You're right. I got too excited. Cameron cr- cracked his head on the couch. Uh, here's my. I feel like it works because they. You okay? No, I'm just looking so I don't do it again. You know? <laughs> the next time Matt says something raucous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my 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 whole thing is, <laughs> and they've announced that it's an origin story. We got uh, an origin story. He was a little kid, and we didn't like it. No, I don't want to see him training to be a bounty hunter. Yeah, I don't want to see him tagging along with some like a bounty hunter that he's learning from. I want him to like crawl out of the Sarlacc pit and him be fucking like a, having to you know get across the desert. But like he can have right. flashbacks. Right, that's fine. Yeah, but it needs to be intercut. Even if they did something like everyone thought he was dead, so he's kind of lost his place as the like badass of the galaxy mm-hmm. and now yeah. they're trying to get back up. That's a little cliche, I know, but at least it's not an origin story. It's a little more dynamic. But here's the other thing. Is he like really known as the badass of the galaxy, or is that something that we've put upon him as fans of That's true, that character? It's never said. Well, that... No. Okay, sorry, man. Well, no, I was just going to say, in the movies themselves, which I'm sorry, but I don't consider anything from the books to be canonical. So Neither I, does... Does Disney? Disney. I'm, no more, no, I'm sorry. I'm for that. But <laughs> Me like, too. Um, yeah, we've made him into this whole. That's a lot of things with Star Wars. Like we just turn it into this thing. Like Darth Maul. That's another one that like he's on screen for like five minutes, mm-hmm. and yeah, he looks really cool. But right. I mean, we don't, you know. But he's become a major figure, even though he really yeah he didn't know. do shit. He got cut in half. Yeah, well, I mean, what you then said got about, Robo legs. <laughs> yeah, what you said about Boba Fett, it's kind of a big question because originally, no, he was. I don't think he was meant to be a badass. He was just another bounty hunter. Yeah, but he looked cool, and he had a jetpack, and he had that cool like cross T helmet thing, yeah. and he yeah. just looked cool, and people wanted to know more about him. And he and nodded slowly. He did. Which we all appreciate. And he wanted to disintegrate Han because yeah. Vader was like, no disintegration. You're like that guy's a badass, just yeah, like yeah. Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy should play Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing, though. They they can't cast the same actor. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, they're gonna have to cast somebody new as Boba Fett. How do you do that? Right. You know, like it has to, and it's gonna be a name. Well, 
they they saw we saw Boba Fett as a kid in Attack of the Clones. So and he was a kid. So are we gonna have like a little kid Boba Fett running around for a while? That's that, what I mean. Like, like you're saying origin yeah. story, and yeah. it's just like please uh, no. don't don't do that. You're, you're going back. You're going. You're getting dangerously close to Attack of the Clones. Right. So well, that's these standalone movies are all doing this thing where they're all either like they're taking place between <laughs> episodes three and four mm. or you know like i don't know what the timeline for this is but it sounds like it's pre-episode three or around mm. the time of episode three and nobody wants yeah. that either right and it's just kind of like ugh, you know uh lee waller he had a great idea to do the the knights of the old republic as standalone films that'd be cool mm, yeah yeah i'd eat that shit up yeah do do you know the Darth Revan you know story? Yeah. That would be really cool, uh, but it doesn't seem like the new Star Wars cinematic universe is interested in anything pre Episode One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or really again outside of the the movie right stuff. You know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm excited just because I like Boba Fett as a character, right? But it's it is that thing of I think he's more of a badass than he probably is. Yeah. I mean, because he really doesn't do anything badass in the movies. No, he doesn't. He's just usually, like I said a minute ago, he's usually casting that villain role. So it's going to be, it seems like they might break the character if we humanize him and make him too likable. Right. Which they might have to do if he is a protagonist and has right. to carry the entire plot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see to see where this one goes. Uh, so this week, a bunch of shit was released for Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a more appropriate word. Yep. A full <laughs> cast photo, including all the characters, uh, a standalone portrait of Deadshot with his helmet, and then a lot of set photos of Harley Quinn. Okay. Where do we even fucking begin? <laughs> <clears throat> I know. Well, I've got to preface this by saying that as Mr. General Audience, I don't know who <clears throat> these people are. I know Killer Croc. I know Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn I know... Deadshot, right? You no. played. You didn't play Arkham Origins. Mm-mm. Oh, so I know almost none of these characters. So I have nothing to really. I can only say, yeah, that looks cool, or yeah, that looks stupid. And it looks stupid. Yes, it looks like really good cosplay. Mm-hmm. And that's all. The only positive thing I can say about it. Here's a few things. Uh, Deadshot's helmet looks like they stretched a sock mask over a jock strap, <laughs> drilled some holes in it. Some additional holes in it. Uh, and then put a, like a little LED reticle on it. It looks fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn, here's the thing. That's one of my favorite characters ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the property of the Joker jacket, her fucking like puddin choker. Uh, you know, she looks, a, she looks pretty close to her Suicide Squad counterpart. Yeah. But that's not a good thing. The, there was a big uproar when that look came out because it's really kind of... Just it's too much. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there, there's always been a very dist- and I know maybe it's kind of the idea, but there's a very disturbing <laughs> element of Holly Quinn's character, and that's that she's, you know, shat upon essentially by the by, by the Joker. Yeah, yeah and I don't like, know that we need to obsessive relationship. And, we can do that without having to have her have a jacket that says "Property of the Joker." Yeah. And for all of you motherfuckers who are saying that uh, he doesn't have the tattoos. The tattoos that are on her legs, which are just as self-referential as the fucking tattoos that are all over him, right. I mean, they exist. You see that she has the tattoos. So yes. it's not like they're uh, shying away from that at all. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, he, I'm sure that he has the tattoos as well. 
Um, so the thing is, I can't imagine <coughs> her looking the way she did in the animated series because that's that's fantastical. Yeah, it's it'd be a little know, much. Her and the, like Jester. As much as I like that, I don't know if it works in real life. But this just looks like. But I, I feel know, like there's a white. compromise. Well, yeah, that just the the way they've got her looking just looks kind of I don't know, like white trashy. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just everything just seems like a f- like it, it feels like a fan film. It feels like somebody who really is just kind of a fan of the like the action element of it mm-hmm. and not really the story element. Uh, I feel like there might be something to say in this comparatively. Okay, <laughs> follow me on this journey. It was also announced this week that George Miller, director of Mad Max, uh, in the new Mad Max film, which we have seen, is very fantastic. It has all these huge action set pieces, but it also deals with female slaves, um, and that's a big part of it. Right. In order to come up with backstories for those characters, he flew in the creator and writer of the Vagina Monologues to work with these women. Oh, wow. She had worked with rape victims in the Congo, and she was able to so to, to help these you know women work these big backstories into their character. Whether or not you see a lot of that, at least they were given the attention. That's what a real director... like mm-hmm. The fact that he's putting that much attention into you know what... what may or may not be secondary characters right and and giving them real purpose and, and real depth not so ham-fistedly handling that, no like heavy concept exactly and that's you look at like the stuff with suicide squad and <clears throat> i mean in terms of content i don't know that there's a whole lot of i mean but they're supposed to both be these huge action films mm-hmm. i don't think anybody you know it just doesn't look like any thought has been put into these designs at all yeah right. um well I don't know. Going going the Suicide Squad route is is difficult because it's so many characters that have never had a cinematic debut before, and right. like what you were just saying, they're not really well known characters. So I guess they're gonna they're gonna have to cram a lot of origin in there, like a bit of explanation. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it, that's the thing is like with with Harley Quinn. No, there is no definitive screen version of Harley. Quinn. Right. I understand that. That's not lost on me. But why not nail it perfectly? You yeah. know, and we haven't seen any footage, but. We know that so much of, you know, judging come, <coughs> judging these kinds of things comes on a first look. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people when they saw the first look of the Joker, they didn't know what to think uh, from the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, people were proven wrong about that. And I really want that to be true for this. It's yeah. not like I'm hating this just to hate on it. I never feel like that's the purpose of of the show, and it's not the purpose of you know to be a fan of something or to not be a fan of something. But it just when DC is already stacking up this this idea of just not really trying mm-hmm. man of steel feels like it's not really trying yeah. you know like uh suicide squad so far feels like it's not really trying and like it goes with croc croc looks like a goomba <laughs> well um i mean i think i think the worry here one of the big problems is would this movie exist if the marvel cinematic universe wasn't so successful no. therefore is this movie some movie a story anyone wants to tell or is it more of an obligatory we kind of have to do this now because Marvel's doing so much with theirs. Yeah, because I remember when DC announced their cinematic lineup, they were like, oh, we're going to do a Suicide Squad movie. People were like, what? Yeah. What? Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people know who the Avengers are. Like, as a, me, as right. a casual fan right. who's read some comics and all that kind of stuff and played the video games and stuff, I know who the Avengers are. Right. Um, but I can't, again, I can't tell you, uh, you know, a year ago, I could not have told you a single member of the Suicide Squad. Now I can tell you three. Right. And well, and to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit, I had watched a thing about Jon Favreau recently, and they talked about 
you know, that they had already done before Iron Man, they had done uh, the X Men movies and they had done, you know, Spider Man. And those were the big Marvel heroes. Right. And that when they started to do Iron Man, it was this thing of uh, they were kind of dealing with, or thought they were dealing with second stringers and they weren't yeah. really sure. So maybe that's what they're, you know, attempting, yeah. but it just doesn't. There's no world building. It doesn't feel well, like. Well, I was about to say, you haven't established. Iron Man was one guy. He's not right. seven people. Right. Or however many. Yeah, right. So and the, it's and a lot simpler to introduce him than an entire team of people we don't know. And the thing that Matt and I talked about earlier is Marvel knew what they were going to be doing when they made Iron Man. They knew that they were setting up for something bigger. There was a teaser at the end. Right. At, in 2008, the same summer, Dark Knight came out. There was no. I don't think that DC had the foresight to think, oh, we're going to be building a whole universe. Right, yeah. Because they Definitely didn't know didn't that Marvel. Like it. Well, no, and they didn't know that Marvel was doing that. Yeah, it was mm. not really their game. They approached the Batman movie like they'd approached all the previous Batman movies. Right. Just, and it wasn't like, oh, there's sure. going to be eventually be a team and all this. And there then was it, no mention. There's no... Not that, like, I think in-jokes make you superior, but there's no none of that stuff that you have with the Marvel Universe where they at least in some way reference the fact that there are other heroes and there other is, villains. There's yeah. just such a sense of world building and that is so important with this kind of thing and DC is just fucking pushing the gas pedal and they need to be slowing down. I yeah. mean, it's... it's They're just throwing everything into these, into these ideas and these characters and it's like, it may work, but here's the other thing, it's never going to be as successful as Marvel. No, yeah. They could be. It could be a great movie. It's still never going to be as successful as Marvel. I feel like that's true. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, they're just they're just going a weird route with it. I guess I understand the Superman v Batman or Batman v Superman movie and yeah. like that they're bigger. Like maybe even a Wonder Woman movie. You know, like God forbid. But impossible. Yeah, I know that we don't do that. What? Yeah. But I mean, even that would probably be a little more interesting than Suicide Squad, <laughs> as from what I've seen so far. Well, and. If they're building the Justice League, they should do a fucking Wonder Woman right. movie but more before they do a Suicide Squad movie. What are they building that for? Like, it's for Harley Quinn and the Joker? Like, yeah. if they're doing that, then why they don't just fucking do a standalone Batman movie? Like, yeah. do another Batman movie? It doesn't make any sense. This um, movie makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to converge, and they're trying the Marvel thing to, like, make a bigger world to connect it later. Kind of like what Marvel did with Avengers, but... <laughs> It just feels forced and yeah, obvious, like yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's still until we see a trailer. It's it's hard to really say anything. But all signs point to bullshit at yeah. this point. Maybe um, they just shouldn't have released. I that shook picture. up the eight ball. It said all <laughs> signs point to bullshit. Yeah. Uh, in better news, we saw Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. All of us. Age of Balto. <laughs> What? You open for Age of Balto? No. Was it called the Age of Balto? No, no. That's when we first started. T- when we first started mentioning that this movie was coming out, I called it Age of Balto. I don't remember that at all. That's really funny. Um, I'm gonna have to go back listen to the a deep cut episode. Yeah, I have no idea what episode that was. So. Uh, probably Good like luck. the first two. Uh, Age of Ultron was pretty much incredible. It was great. The, the thing I appreciated about it is that it's not the fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, it just delivered. I mean, yes. it was it was a sequel to the Avengers, yeah. And that's it made it 
checked all the boxes. Yeah. Yep. I didn't find it like mind blowing. No. But I I did enjoy it so much. Yeah. Oh, here's a question for both of you, and I guess for myself too. What where does it rank for you in Marvel movies? Like Ooh. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Okay. But, or. <laughs> well, I'm the only person I know who liked the first Thor movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna put it. I think for me, it's it's still like Guardians at the top. Yeah. Then again, this may change when I watch it again, but I think it would go Avengers, then Avengers two. Okay. Then most of the other stuff, and I still haven't seen Winter the second Soldier? Thor movie or the third Iron Man. Or you have know, you seen Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier would be after the two Avengers. Movies. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would go. It seems like with the sequels, they kind of start like they kind of start to fall off. Like Iron Man Two was good, but it wasn't the first one. Same right. for three. And <coughs> Winter Soldier is the exception there. I think Winter Soldier is superior to the first oh, like, Captain absolutely America. Absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would yeah. probably go like Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America Two, Captain America One, Avengers Two. And then like the rest. Wow, of the sequels. Okay. it is. Well, it's just like I really, I really, really enjoy most, almost all these movies. Right. And I really enjoyed Avengers two, but like what we talked about earlier, I felt like they could have done a little more with the plot than what they did. It sure. felt like there were some deeper ideas written in, right? And they were setting up for them, but then they were like, you know, we need more action, and yeah. so they just cut some of that stuff out and then added that forty-five minute robot fight at the end, which, <laughs> which, which like it, it was really good, but that could have been like a fifteen twenty minute sequence, yeah, and it would have worked just as well. Yeah, I feel like I probably would say that mine goes Iron Man, Guardians, Avengers 2. Uh, yeah. I think I liked it just a little bit more than the first one. Mm-hmm. Mainly, all right, yeah, so talking about bigger ideas, I mean, I feel like it is darker. I, th- I think it probably set up to be a little darker than it was. Yeah. But it is darker uh, in tone. Uh, Ultron's just kind of a darker villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the stuff with... Uh, we probably get into a little bit of spoiler territory here, yeah, so yeah. this will be the last thing we probably talk about. So uh, you can catch us next week if you don't want to hear. If you haven't seen the Bye. movie yet, we're gonna need a bigger show. <laughs> we're gonna. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like all of the flashback stuff that they do um, after Scarlet Witch has affected everybody the yeah. first time. All of that's really well done. I feel like that's Whedon yeah. pulling from his horror roots to create really effective, scary sequences. Um, I think, you know, yeah, the idea of the Hulk devastation in Africa sets up to be a much darker thing than it ends up paying off to be, you know, with calling for Banner's arrest and... and... What's it? New York? No, Africa. He's in Africa? Yeah. Where, not realize in the this. Hulkbuster armor? Yeah. That was Africa. Mm. Wow. Yeah, of course you should, it was. You should probably go back and watch the movie. <laughs> um, I don't know what that you're doing. That was one of my favorite scenes in terms of just, you know, Marvel action joy. Yeah, yeah well, because like, Hulkbuster armor. I mean, yeah. come I mean on. just, I mean, that that was definitely the part in it where I was just, like, having a great time. Yeah, you know? that was amazing. Though The... The extra equipment falling from the like satellite. Yeah, and it was like he, the Hulk would destroy something, and Tony would immediately replace it. That that did a really good job of showing both of their characters in the middle of a fight. Right, it wasn't like ham-handed exposition. It was just it felt natural, and we both like you know it said something about both characters. Right, I think the other thing that they they line up for that, or that they you know make us think that they're lining up for is. Uh, Civil War, you know that's supposed to be the next Cap movie, and uh, yeah. 
the whole thing is that it's supposed to the, in the comic books it's about the superhero registration act um, and Tony sets up for it with wanting to get rid of them as costume crime fighters yeah. by using the Ultron program mm-hmm. that's what I felt was the probably the biggest missed opportunity of this movie absolutely I mean they could have set up for a much rockier relationship between Cap and Iron Man by the end of the movie instead they just kind of go their separate ways and it's all hunky dory and yeah, it's like yeah. it's just disappointing yeah it felt like the like I said the script was set up to carry some heavier ideas than it did like there was there was kind of the recurring theme of Stark's destructiveness like right. first he made the Hulkbuster armor to stop the Hulk which he did but he also destroyed a city doing it right and he also basically created Ultron so it seemed like these things were there like that had to be on purpose but then they just sort of did lip service to it there's a slight argument with him and Cap and then by the end everyone's friends again and yeah and then we have a new team which yeah. I think is great I love the idea of War Machine being part of the yeah, team yeah that was cool mm-hmm. of Falcon being part of it uh, Scarlet Witch um, and Vision I mean the, the the reveal of Vision was one of the most stunning things to me because it's one of my always been one of my favorite characters and I never thought it would happen so to see him and you know him grow the cape and and be able to pick up the hammer and all this stuff. I mean, I just... That vision brought me a lot of joy. And this is coming from somebody <coughs> that my only prior connection to vision was the 1990s Captain America and the Avengers video game. Where he's just white. <laughs> Where he's just a white... Yellowy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like cream. He's sort of a mother of pearl. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know he was a robot. I didn't know any of that. Right, like, yeah. He's like AI or whatever. And then I think it was when I was reading like the Onslaught series when I was... Uh, preteen or whatever that I saw him in it and I was like oh that's Vision he looks totally different than what I originally thought so I knew almost nothing about the character but just seeing the origin seeing him in action uh, like that whole calm demeanor thing it was just super cool yeah it It worked really well Um, and I'll be interested to see where it takes us into the Infinity War because you know he is in possession of a gem I mean that's that's a big deal um and the the little tag at the end of the movie with Thanos, you know, getting the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. There are two gauntlets. I'm imagining that the other gauntlet is in still in Odin's trophy room because that's where it is in Thor, uh, in the first Thor. Right, movie. right. Um, the collector has it, maybe. I don't know. I, well, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm wondering where Thanos is getting it from. In you know, mm. it looks like I'll have to do it myself. You know, yeah. and I I love that. But there's a lot of unanswered questions. And the other thing that Matt and I talked about, there's a lot of things that would need to build up to a proper civil war that there's one more Marvel movie coming out before that. Right. Ant-Man. Yeah. And that's the last Marvel movie this year. Mm-hmm. So unless S.H.I.E.L.D. does a lot of fucking build up to civil war. Right. And they just announced Daniel Brule from Inglorious Bastards as playing Ka- or, uh, Baron Zemo. I don't know how he fits into Civil War, because mm-hmm. he does it in the comic books. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know how close it's going to be to the comic books. Um, but some of the, the things that were, you know, kind of uh, been floating around the internet about Avengers, first of which was that Ultron is a weak villain, and I don't get that at all. That people are saying that Marvel needs to overcome their weak villain syndrome. Yeah, I saw that article. Uh, I don't get that. Um, I mean, I feel like James Spader made the, like, brought the philosophically homicidal robot. Right. He did it perfectly. Yeah. Like, what you were saying earlier, like, you could see some Stark in him, like, in his mannerisms. Yeah. Like, the, but, um, 
I don't know. The the plot at the end felt a little rushed. Like he like he was so like he was like James Spader played the part really well. He seemed very intelligent, and then at the end he was just put some rockets on the bottom of an island and like lifted it up and then was going to drop it. <laughs> and it wasn't bad, but it was kind of Saturday morning cartoon. It still worked for like their point, but it would have been nice to see like a father son moment with Stark and Ultron. That yeah. would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The that part at the end with Vision and Ultron is kind of the closest we got to it. And that part was amazing. It was really short, but that part right at the end when Vision's talking to the last Ultron and they're like debating humanity and we kind of see both of their their points of view and learn a little bit about them, which yeah. was really good. That was well done, but more of that would have been nice. I liked how this is off topic, but I like how all of the Ultron robots, the the Sentinel robots mm-hmm. are the drones uh all had the original Ultron face from yeah. the comic books. That was pretty good. Yeah, cool. that was cool. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Kim? Well, with a two and a half hour runtime and a, although I appreciated it, a long scene with you know everybody trying to pick up the hammer. Yeah. Um, it just seemed more to y'all's point. I wished there had been. I wish they had just gone ahead and tackled some of the issues that they need to. Right. What with again, what set you know setting up for civil war. Right. Yeah. And uh, just some of the issues that they kind of brought up but never really got. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there was there was definitely the the room to build depth for Ultron or a little more depth for Ultron. Uh, the other problem being, I mean, Loki's the only Marvel villain that's still alive, right? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. this Batman syndrome where you kill off your villains <laughs> and it's you know, or at least movie wise, uh, yeah. and then you're just left with Loki, and it's like I like Loki a lot, but they keep killing off the villains, and it's like. You need them to. You need to have. I want to see a. You know, a a lot of the villains come back for the Infinity War. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like. Well, even if they had, um, instead of having Vision destroy that last Ultron bot, had just some idea that Ultron was still around, or like some indicator, like they do that in a lot of movies. Even if they didn't do anything else with Ultron in the future, it's open, and we as the audience don't know we'll never see him again. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe just have the, the hint, you know, like a computer terminal. Yeah, turn anything on, like you that. Know, or mm-hmm. something, I mean. Uh, so, I don't know that I agree that he is weak, but I do feel that Marvel needs to... needs to not treat their villains as disposable. Right. And stop putting so much stock into Loki. Because, spoiler alert, Cam, I'm sorry. After Thor 2, Loki is still hanging around. Mm, mm. And it's just like, <sighs> yeah, okay, enough is enough. You yeah. know, like... And and how much of that has to do with Tom Hiddleston's kind of star power right now? Sure, yeah. You know? I mean... And, um, and I mean, I think he's great. I, this is nothing against Tom Hiddleston at all. Right. But, Jesus Christ, it's time, it, you know... Yeah. I mean, I think Thanos, when he really gets to shine, is going to be great, mm-hmm. but... And I thought, you know, uh, Winter Soldier, I mean, I guess Winter Soldier's still around, yeah, but he's, he's going to be a good guy again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what else? I mean, the Dark Elves in Thor 2, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> All right, we got those. We're yeah, good. Like, like, we mean, have the Dark Elves. Um, so, yeah, I think they have... I thought Ronan the Accuser was great, but yeah. they fucking obliterate him, yeah. you know? Um, the Collector is kind of an anti-hero. I mean, he's not quite a villain. But, and, and Ronan also felt like a gateway to Thanos as well. Like, right, it really yeah. felt like he was kind of a, a part of that fight. Right, kind right. of. Um, so in that way, I don't feel like they're necessarily connecting very well. Um, you know, and the casual connections may not be enough right. when we get further into the future. But before Infinity War, I think we have Black Panther and, and Doctor Strange. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
I mean, I'd bring up some interesting people. Yeah. The other thing about uh, Avengers that has been floating around was uh, Black Widow as a disposable female character. Uh, obviously, we're speaking about this from a male perspective, but also people, are, you know, fans who are sensitive to this kind of thing as well, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think that that's kind of... Joss Whedon is a very outspoken feminist, and, and uh, he you know, he's created some really wonderful, strong female characters. Uh, and I feel like Black Widow is a really strong female character. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing is, I think she's three-dimensional. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, like like Buffy before her, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and that's just the thing. Like, Joss, I feel like... We're on a first-name basis. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like understands that... You know, I always think about that line in uh, in Chappelle's show. I think why Clef Jean says it. He's like, you can't choke all your problems. Right. Like, Buffy... Buffy... <laughs> Buffy could not her, her her strength was not enough to you know I haven't seen a lot of Buffy but I've seen enough to know that her strength was not enough to like make her a you know like a perfect life sure, or even a yeah. life that's even bearable right and I feel like Black Widow's the same way like she's she's awesome but that doesn't mean she's like happy and she's, yeah uh, yeah she's I mean when they baggage when they start to touch on her backstory uh, I feel like we learn a lot about her and all of that's really important and um. I mean, quite honestly, I don't think Black Widow needs Bruce Banner to save her. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what needed to happen for the story at the time. Um, could they have done it differently? Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, but it sets up for their, you know, departure from each other. Well, like what Cam was talking about, I think one of the reasons that Joss Whedon's getting so much backlash on this is because of his reputation for writing such strong, independent female leads. Like, everyone expects that from Joss Whedon at this point. Right, so right. when, you know, she falls in love with the Hulk and gets kidnapped, it's kind of a little more noticeable than it might have been if another director did it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, th- my biggest problem is I, d- I think the idea of a of Black Widow-Hulk relationship is a little silly. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I mean, that's unavoidable, I guess. Well, I, I almost see it as, like, Hawkeye needed saving in the first one. Yeah, yeah, right. So, to me, it's almost it's it's almost sexist to say that the female character never needs saving. Does that make sense? Um... Like, if you... If you're... If Joss Whedon were to write all his female characters, like, two of... Like without exception, yeah, that they're all Buffy esque, right? Yeah, then, yeah. Then that's sexist, sexist in its own way. It'd be a weakness of the director. It I would be, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it would show no, no growth or depth. I right. mean, mm-hmm. do I think that her having to be saved shows growth or depth? No. Yeah. But do I see it as? I mean, for that story, I mean, yeah. I think that that's what you know. In order for that part of their story to work. That's what they had to do. Do I like that story? No. I mean, I don't. I don't like the idea of, of you know Hulk and Black Widow mm-hmm. having this weird yeah, relationship. It felt a little forced. Yeah. But I mean, for all the, I mean, for the one time Black Widow gets captured, there's there's a lot of sequences of her in the first one and the second one being a badass. Well, and like, let's not forget moments before she's captured, she single handedly, you know, detaches the android uh, incubator yeah. from this fucking you know aircraft. And lands it into the Quinjet. I mean, you know, like, she's responsible for that. Mm-hmm. She also fell out of a helicopter from a motorcycle, and, you know, <laughs> uh, she's, you know, and that's all leading up to her getting captured. 
she's only out of the movie for 15 minutes yeah. you know I think Thor's out more when he goes on his errand to <laughs> yeah. explore his vision or something like that yeah <laughs> and again that's where we get into the movie probably trying to bite off a little more than it could but I understand why I, I think it's important it sets up for Ragnarok and it also sets up for the Infinity Gems and explaining right what's inside of, of Loki's gem or, or his staff mm-hmm Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, the I think overall the flashbacks were were one of the strong points of the movie. Right. It, it added character development to a movie that was strangely kind of devoid of character development. Um, we'd like the scene early on when they're trying to lift the hammer. That's kind of something. The flashbacks or something, but really we don't see like it feels like after Iron Man three, um, yeah. Tony Stark would be a different character. After um, uh, Captain America two, Captain America would kind of be a different character. Right. These big things have affected these characters. And we see some effects get, of them, I mean, but we the get, characters haven't changed. One of the most compelling things about Tony is him going up into the fucking wormhole and seeing everybody dead. Mm-hmm. And they touch on that so briefly. Yeah. I mean, if you remember from, well, you haven't seen it yet, but in the third Iron Man movie, I mean, he he has, like, post-traumatic stress from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's an yeah interesting exactly. idea. Yeah. And they, they could set up a lot stronger for Tony to be this kind of villain. He's, he's allowing his anxiety... And trying to create Ultron and all these things to, you know, to lead into Civil War. And there's just some missed opportunity. I really, really loved the movie. I had a great time watching it. But yeah. again, you know, I don't want Marvel to start getting lazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, and it feels like there might be a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to love in it. James Spader gave an amazing performance. Yeah. Um, all the, I mean, all the, the character dialogue and, like, that kind of stuff was all on point. The action sequences were really good. Here's what you don't do, though. Don't look up the stand-in for James Spader. Like, <laughs> we now have got to look up the stand-in It's the, the stand most bogus thing I've... It's a guy in, like, big puffy sleeves with, like, an Ultron <laughs> headrest, but it, like, goes up much higher than his head. Yeah. So it just looks like this bob- wobblehead Ultron. He's like it's 50s awful. monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Um, and it... You, ha- you have to, like... Props to the actors for, like, looking that thing dead in the face <laughs> and, like, being afraid of Ultron. I was about to say, I can just see Scarlett Johansson be like, Joss, I can't do this. I can't, <laughs> can we look at something? A, look at can the- we get a costume? Like, um, I thought the, I mean, there's, I think there's character development the most with Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver, but I don't think that happens until after they're, be, after they're done being used as plot devices. Right. right. Yeah, with Scarlet Witch, uh, yeah, certainly, I certainly um, agree. I, I wish they had done a little more with Quicksilver, actually. I wish they hadn't killed him. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, it felt, it felt odd that they kind of wrote Hawkeye out. And they gave him a farm to go to. It's like it's like yeah. a dog that your parents put to sleep. Like he's going to go to a farm with his <laughs> no, wife and yeah. shoot things with arrows, and it's going to be great. When they could have just maybe killed him at the end. Maybe that's a little cynical way to look at it. I mean, but. this idea that all of them have an out is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think we need that much closure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fi- I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, like have, Marvel. I mean, I don't need him to have a wife and kids, and <laughs> for all that to have been a secret this whole time. Like, yeah, I don't, and I feel like. Yeah, we needed that moment in the film, uh, or we needed a slowdown moment in the film, but man, what a fucking boring... They needed to go out to April's farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. Casey Jones and, and Donatello and, fix, the, fix the truck. Yeah, and that's he goes out to fix the tractor. I mean, I feel like Joss is probably a fan of Ninja Turtles movie. Iron Man's like healing in the bathtub. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, Scarlet Witch sketching everybody. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man seems forlorn and lonely. <laughs> 
I, uh, yeah, I really, I mean, I still really loved it. I'm excited for Ant-Man again. Uh, um, I'm excited, yeah, I'm just excited in general. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, for the next few years, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, Avengers, good. Mm-hmm. Avengers, good. <laughs> That's Frankenstein's quick reviews. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> the first time I saw the Ant-Man trailer. I had not seen it before that. Oh, and really? before that, I was not crazy excited about them making an Ant-Man movie. Nobody was. But then when I saw the preview, I was like, okay, that you got me. That looked yeah. really well, good. Well, I was I, like, okay, that's what this is about. Right. Yeah. Like, well, and the first trailer is not good. Yeah. Mm. That trailer is really good. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of everything. I, I like the Ant-Man character. I like Hank Pym, you know. Uh, and I... I really thought, okay, you know, we're going to do an Ant-Man movie. And when Edgar Wright was attached, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. And then when everything started to fall apart, they released that first trailer. Oh, man, mm-hmm. this can't this can't work. Mm-hmm. That second trailer, especially the Thomas the Tank Engine bit, mm-hmm. that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So, well, that is our news wrap up. <coughs> Excuse me for this week. Yeah, that was a great one. Uh, Yucks were had. Y- yucks a plenty <laughs> on a bigger show. Cracking the wise. Uh, so yeah, where can they find us, Cameron? Um, let's see. You can find us on. We have a Facebook group now. A bigger at, show, big old group? Yeah, bigger show, big old group. You can get on there and chat about stuff, and we can argue, and it'll be great. <laughs> I'm going to go there right now. <laughs> yeah, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, if you're able, please rate us on iTunes, because it helps people find us. And, yeah, I think that's... That's it. And SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Bigger show podcast! Yep. And that's it for this week. You have been... Can't reach You have been Matt Miles. And I have been Mike D. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.